Welcome to the PopGo Project. This episode of the podcast is brought to you by Shirts for the Scene. Head over to thepopgoproject.com and you can purchase your favorite band t-shirt. It is no secret that 2020 has sucked a big fat one. Artists and musicians have had to cancel almost all of their so- shows, which uh, really has hurt them financially. Grab a shirt, support a band. The proceeds of each sale go right to the band's whose shirt you are buying. Once again, head over to thepopgoproject.com and grab your shirt today. Shirts for the Scene is made possible by Axelrad Screen Printing in Wilkes-Barre. Visit them online at axelradarmy.com. My guest today was the staff writer for The Weekender when I first started there in 2005. For those of you who don't know, The Weekender back in the day was the Bible when it came to arts and entertainment in Northeastern Pennsylvania. She and I went to King's College together in Wilkes-Barre, and this is the start of a series I'm going to call The Weekender Files, Where Are They Now? Welcome to the show, Leslie LeBach, or as I knew her when we first met, Leslie Martin. Really you know, excited. So um, I wanted to do this because uh, I feel like what started everything for me was the Weekender, right? Yeah. And um, the Weekender was such a definitive point or part of my life, rather. And I thought it would be so cool to just kind of reach out to people that worked there at one point, whether it was with me or before me or after me, or whatever it might be. And uh, just kind of catch up because I literally have not seen you or spoken to you since you left the Weekender, I think back in, was it 2006? Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, I mean, we've connected, like we've seen each other on Facebook and stuff like that, but I don't think it's been like, you know, anything where we've gotten to hang out or, um, you know, I mean, I don't live in Pennsylvania anymore. I haven't lived in Pennsylvania for seven years now. So I I don't think I knew that either. Oh, really? Okay. Not yeah, until today to when I was, I was kind of creeping on your Facebook to kind of see what you're up to. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I I've, I've moved a lot. We have a lot to catch up on, but it's yeah. so cool. I'm so excited for you, too. Um, I just think, like, The Weekender was such a nostalgic, just fun. It was probably, I mean, I was only there for nine months. I mean, it's just, it's crazy what a short blip it was, but it's like some of the best memories I've ever had and it was just the most fun and it was the best job. And, uh, you know, I, it's just when you said you were going to do this and then when you said you were doing a podcast, I was like, Oh my gosh, like, I can't believe you haven't done this sooner. Like this is so you and so (laughs) like up your alley. I was, I was so excited. So anyway, thank you. Thank you. Uh, this is Leslie. Leslie was a, a staff writer for The Weekender uh, when I got hired back in 2005. I don't know exactly when you started, probably around that time. Yeah, yeah. I started in May of 2005. Um, okay, so you were May. I, I was September. So okay. we had, yeah. Wait. Yeah, really? You were September? But wait, were you interning there before you were actually on staff because uh, yeah I interned in 2004 though I thought I, see this is why oh, we're okay, doing this okay yeah because I was like I, you were yeah yeah you were there a lot longer a lot longer than I mean you had been around the whole time I was there so yeah. um, but I didn't realize that you hadn't come on officially 
until September. So well, it was funny because I actually applied and interviewed at the weekender. Uh, I want to say probably May of 2005 uh, for a sales position and our dear friend Janelle got it. Yeah. Me, which actually, I think that worked out. It, it, everything happens for a reason. And that happened, uh, I think, perfectly because, you know, three months later, I was offered the job in marketing, which I was probably better at. Uh, I was better at partying and screwing around than I was uh, selling things. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, and I, when I got there, okay, so Janelle came in probably right after me. But when I got there, Katie was already there. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, we were right out of college. I mean, right out of college. It was just, and what a great job to have right yeah. out of college. I think I would have been fired from other jobs had I done the same thing at those jobs that I did at the weekender. Oh my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I just, I've just been thinking about it since you asked me to do this. And I'm just like, how did we get paid for that? You know, I mean, well, I mean, I do know, like we took our job very seriously and I think we, we did a really great job. I, I, and I'm not just like tooting our own horn. I think it was some peak weekender while we were, while we were there. Um, but it was just, it was just the most fun. Yeah. So my, my, I don't say fondest cause it's not my fondest memory. My first memory of you, I'm not my first, but oh gosh, do you remember when I made you cry? Oh, well, I mean, come on, John, that's not hard to do. I still cry about it. <laughs> no, I don't tell me. Uh, no, I, I was, I was telling my wife. So <laughs> real quick, I, I wanted to kind of do this as like a, where are they now type segment uh, as a part of yeah. my podcast, um, which is to catch up and, and, and talk about our, our memories and, and where we are today, because where we are today is uh, light years uh, beyond where we were, you know, 15 years ago. But um no, that I made you cry because, and I, sorry, uh, <laughs> I, uh, you, you were the staff writer. So you also did like a lot of the, I don't know if they're taglines or, um, bylines rather for the, uh, man and model of the week. Yeah. So I had, I had interns and I remember when I was an intern, uh, I, you know, it was always like photo by, you know, John Popko. So like I had interns and they were doing models at the man of the week and, you kept forgetting to put the, their name as to who took the the photo for the photo oh, credit. Yeah, and it was important to me because I remember when I was an intern, like I kind of cut them out and I put them in my scrapbook, and it was part of my thing for you know my wrap up, and I you know I shared it with my professor or whatever. And it was like week after week, maybe it was like three weeks, but you kept forgetting. And <laughs> I don't know if I got mad, but I like addressed it again, probably like in an aggressive way. Uh, about it and you cried yeah well and i thought maybe i was gonna get fired at that point oh gosh because i was like yeah. i was still like new it's probably my first month there like here i'm walking in with <laughs> well no i mean I, you know what's so funny is i'm a perfectionist and i wasn't even a perfectionist back then and so it if anything it just struck a chord with me because i don't like to mess up and you know and um But, you know, it's so funny, too, because I had such a I just think about like even the lack of attention to detail I had back then. I mean, obviously, like you said, we're light years away from who we were then. And I think about who I was back then. And um, I'm just I made a, you know, a lot of mistakes. And we were we were kids. We were growing up. I know. um, Yeah. It's, It's been so long. I don't even remember your maiden name. Martin. 
Martin. So that's so easy. Jesus. Yeah. 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 Wow. Yeah. Leslie I mean, it's, well, you think about it. I mean, but I got married in 2007. So oh, I was geez, married. Sweet. Yeah. Yeah. I've been married for, it'll be 14 years here wow. soon. So, um, thanks. Um, but so, I mean, I haven't been Martin for a long time and I don't have it really anywhere. So I could see why that would be, you know, it's so, it's so crazy how, cause I do that all the time. I'll see people on Facebook and I know them by their married name now. And I cannot remember went to high school with them. Can't remember their main name. So. Yeah. And we actually went to college together at King's college. Yep. Yep. We did. Yeah. It's crazy how time has, uh, I feel like it slipped away. Yeah. I still watch like college basketball and stuff with my husband. And I feel like I'm that age. And then I have to remind myself like, no, I am not that age anymore. <laughs> well, see, I always do the reverse. I was just actually talking to Clyde the other day. Uh, he's a musician in the area. And um, I always thought he was older because, you know, when I met him at the weekender, uh, he was on, you know, stages playing in bands. And I just kind of put him ahead of me in, in age. and. I said that I'll watch kids playing uh, college football and uh, they're 18. And even to this day, I still think that they're like in their thirties. Yeah. Yeah. That's, it's funny. It's funny yeah. how we remember things. I just, I don't know. I always still feel like I'm that young person or maybe I want to be. And like, I have a 13 year old daughter now and that's crazy. Yes. I have a 13 year old. I have a 10 um, year old boy, 13 year old girl, 10 year old boy. And a uh, seven-year-old little girl. And so, you know, I think I'm cool, but then like, you know, I have this 13-year-old daughter and she just, I mean, I think deep down, she probably thinks I'm a, I'm a little bit cool. I have to be cooler than sure. some other, you Absolutely. know, <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. And, but, and I want to get into that too, as far as, uh, you know, being, being a parent to three, three kids. Um, yeah. But I mean, Tell me a little bit about, uh, obviously you started at the weekend before, before I did. So, I mean, how did that happen? I mean, did you go to school for that? Uh, and you kind of like, you know, how did that happen? Okay. So I, you know, we went to Kings together and I was an English literature major. And so, um, it, it's funny though, because all throughout college, you know, nobody told me to go get like a teaching certificate. I could have gotten a teaching certificate for the same amount of four years I was there. I just had a straight English lit degree, which, um, I still think is great because I'm well-read. I'm, you know, I could, I, I write well, I was able to speak pretty well. So, um, when I got out of school, I, actually my friend, Melissa Lawless, mm -hmm. um, she, she saw the weekender ad in the paper and she called me and she was like, I think you would be great for this. And, um, I knew Katie, um, she was gross. Now she's Borkowski. She was gross, wasn't she? She was gross. Yep. Katie. Yep. Oh, a joke. Yeah. A joke. <laughs> yeah. Um, but she was working there. So I called her and she's like, Oh my gosh, yes, you have to apply. And so I applied and, um, Joe's student was actually, um, I think he was just the editor at the time. I don't think he was the general manager or I don't know. I can't no, remember. He was, yeah. He was the editor. Or, yeah. He was gone by the time I got there full time. I think yeah. Christy Greer was the, Christy was the GM. Yeah. yeah. And Christy left right when I got there. Um, and so, and then Rachel, I think Rachel became the GM. I don't know. It's also blurry, but Joe's student was the, um, was the editor and I came in for the interview. I was super nervous. He was amazing. And 
you know, I got the job. I mean, I had the job before I even graduated from Kings, which was just, that's the dream. Really, right? it, it was really cool. And, and then to also work for this, you know, arts and entertainment magazine, which was, I mean, you went out to, out to eat in Northeastern Pennsylvania and you immediately looked for the weekender and opened it up to see what bands were playing where on the weekend, what bars. Um, I mean, I, I mean, it, it's always been a great publication, but like, I think it was just, it, even the rivalry between um, Electric City, Diamond City was at a peak then. I mean, the readership was so high and this was pre-internet. I mean, we didn't have like, we didn't have a website then. I think we just started to get email addresses that you could email us, but we very rarely, you know, got emails and it was just purely driven by advertising and marketing. And, um, but anyway, so I started in May, 2005 and, um, it was just, it was just awesome. My, my hours were 10 to six, um, you know, 21, what, yeah, 21 years old, 10 to six. So, you know, we would work until six unless it was a Tuesday night. Yeah. Or a Wednesday because Wednesdays were short for us because, you know, Tuesday and I forgot, what did we call Tuesdays? Was it pub? What did we call Tuesdays? Um, I don't know. Remember we had like a name for it because Tuesdays, you know, for anybody listening in the weekend or Tuesday was, was our, we were there until the paper was done, literally Mm -hmm. until it was sent over to print. And so, um, depending on how well we did that week, it was either, you know, like an eight hour day or. 12, 14. I mean, there were times we were there until, I don't know, maybe yeah. probably like in, into the morning. It was late. Yeah. Sometimes. Yeah. So, um, you know, and then Wednesdays, it, but it was just a dream 10 to six. And then we would like go home for a few hours and then wherever the, you know, the marketing, um, you know, wherever, wherever we were doing in a marketing event that night, that's where we would go. And, yeah. you know, and, and back repeat. then too, it, even if we weren't doing like an event, I mean, there was always a night of the week in Northeastern Pennsylvania that like had a dedicated bar that you would go to. Like, oh, I'm going to show my age here, but like Mondays, I think was Ale House. Yeah. RIP no longer exists. Tuesdays Tuesday. were old time Charlie's. Old, old time Charlie's. Yep. Still operating. Uh, then Wednesdays. Crazy. Oh man, I don't even know what that was. I remember Wednesdays used to be, I, I, I know that I remember I used to go to Hiles up in Dunmore. I thought that was um, Thursdays. Oh, was it Thursday? Maybe. Well, maybe you know this was Hiles Thursday. was also Monday sometimes too. Hiles was Monday too. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. Um, I know it was, and we, we did, we went out, even if we didn't have a marketing event, we all, we all went out and, and together too, which was really cool. And I, I was just saying the other day, like our relationships were, seriously like family we were brothers and sisters and it was just like when we sometimes we fight as brothers and sisters you know uh but we had a great time yeah and like we never took it personally i mean you know even i don't remember you making me cry so obviously it didn't have that much of you know it wasn't (laughs) i wasn't traumatized but like we just had this close-knit relationship where we just like kind of we got over things and there wasn't there wasn't drama there wasn't any drama we were just we were like the original Jersey Shore without the drama. <laughs> yeah. And thank God there was, wasn't uh, camera phones and things like that. At oh least my for gosh. me. 
I think about that all the time. <laughs> yeah, we grew up in a good time. I mean, yeah, the things I could have got caught doing. I know. Oh, man. But yeah, and one of the big events that happened when um, you, know, you were the staff writer and I came on board was Hurricane Katrina. Mm-hmm. That was a big deal, obviously. I know we did a big show at the Staircase in Pittston with Breaking Benjamin. Yeah. Um, doing Which the, was just so cool. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, I remember like the, it happening, like not the show, but the, the hurricane, it was terrible. Um, but the show was great. I mean, Northeastern Pennsylvania came through again, like it always does as far as helping raise funds for good causes. Uh, and then, so you're there for nine months. Were you there for the 2006 Reader's Choice Awards? No, but I came. You came, I came. okay. Yeah, I was there. Yeah, because I had left. I had already, I had left the weekender. I felt like you were there, yeah. In December of 2000. Okay, yeah, I was, I left in December of 2005. And I, that's when I started working at Mohegan Sun. But I came back for um, the, the party. Yeah. I won't, I, I don't miss those, those uh, Reader's Choice events in that we literally hand counted every single ballot until we got, you know, the internet, so to speak, where we got online voting eventually. But even back, even then we, I think we did a combination of online and paper, which was just, we, and we'd go to Rachel Pugh's house and we'd have wine and beers and we would count Reader's Choice ballots. And it was, it was fun. We made the best of it, but I don't miss those days. Yeah. Yeah. I remember that was that, um, that first party was at, it was called O, right? It was... Um, Oyster, yeah. Yeah, Oyster, like Genetti's, right? And Genetti's, yep. Yep. Yeah, I remember I remember that party. I was already gone, but I had a really good time that night. Yeah. I think that's the night that Paul Young... Did, did Katie jump on Paul Young's back? It, Paul, at Polly from Panacea? Yeah. Yeah, I feel like that I happened. I don't... That could have been. And that somebody been. was riding a... Uh, uh, what do you call it? one of those carts for, you know, your luggage and shit. Oh yeah. 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 So we had such, we had such a good time. My, I mean, um, the, the model of the year party, um, yes. at yes. the woodlands. Um, I don't know if you remember what happened there. Um, I don't, <laughs> Okay, I was probably really drunk. Um, so speaking of casting votes, we, we had to do it all manually. So like, I mean, not manually, but like you had literally had to write who you were voting for model and man of the year. And so it was at the woodlands, it was in the ballroom and it was packed. I mean, uh, I mean, our events just were so packed. I mean, it was just the thing to do. And I remember it was like a last call to vote for model and man of the year and people started coming at the table and they started shoving. And, um, there was a girl who came up and she was like trying to vote and she, she started to push. And I told her to like, just like step back. And she went and grabbed my hair and pulled my hair (laughs) and she scratched me and I started to bleed. I had like, you know, blood running down my arm and I don't even know what came over me. And I just went and I just clocked her. And did you really? Yeah. Yep. How do I and, not remember this? Oh, cause I, it's so funny because Rachel, 
Rachel Pugh like came and like just pulled us apart and like bouncers came and she was out of there, but like nobody, everybody was like, where did that come from? Because you know, me, I was always very like, I mean, I had fun, but I was kind of like mild mannered and like, you know, not, not somebody you would think that would just like, you know, throw a punch. And so I think about that now and I'm like, Oh my gosh, I can't believe I did that. My kids actually were just asking the other day in the car. (laughs) They're like, did mom ever get in a fight? And my, (laughs) my husband's like, yep. And like went and told them the whole story. So I feel okay telling it on this podcast, but I mean, and like, I was at work. I was at work. Well, that's what I'm thinking now. Like, all right, if, if that happened in this year, 2020, it would have been oh. on someone's phone, on the internet, and you probably would have been fired. Oh, and like a sculptor. I mean, granted, you know, she scratched me and I may have been defending myself, but I mean, it's just, it's just, it's just such a different time, but we, it really <laughs> was some of the best times ever. And you were like, I mean, you were Johnny Weekender. I was, I was, and I, I was given that name just so everyone knows. I, I did not. Oh yeah, who who dubbed you Johnny Weekender? Uh, Jay, we'll call his. We call him Jay, uh, but Jaconda Cortazzo of uh, Lesson One. Okay, yeah, he's the one who started calling me Johnny Weekender, and it kind of just stuck um, mm-hmm. to the point where people thought I owned the thing. Yeah, but. well, you were you were GM. I mean, you were GM, right? Before I got there you... eventually. Yeah, yeah, before yeah. I left. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it was yeah. Uh, nine years, I think it was, if I you count the 04 to 2013. So, yeah. Nine, wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. 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 It, and it was sad, too, because, like, like, every year went by, and I'd, like, lose another one. Like, it was mm-hmm. you, and then it was Katie, and then it was Janelle, and then it was Tiffany, and then it was, it got to a point Damien. where yeah, Damien left, I think, 2006. Yeah, it was 2006. Yeah. And I was like the last man standing at one point, you know, R- Rachel finally left, but uh, which was good for me because I got promoted. But <laughs> Yeah, yeah. But yeah. I, it, it's it's sad how um, those times have to come to an end. And even as like towards the tail end, I mean, it wasn't nearly what it was, you know, what, when our we first started by any means. I mean, the internet took over, you know, Facebook and all that kind of stuff and the advertising was affected by it and new ownership was not great. And it was just, uh, yeah, I'm glad I was able to leave on my own terms. Um, kind of, cause I did get my notice and they did walk me out. Hmm. Yeah. Well, I was going to, uh, time shamrock. Which, yeah. Um, so it was for radio. I mean, yeah. Yeah. I, I got it, but I mean, I'd be lying to you if I tell you, if I told you I wasn't, I didn't cry. Yeah. It's not, not the, that's not the way, you know, I was 30. Hold with it time 32 30, no 31 no Seven i would have been 30 ago. so 30 yeah. 30 i was i was 30 so yeah i was you know a grown man crying but it's not the way i kind of saw myself uh leaving but it is what it is yeah but so you yeah. nine months why nine did months. you leave well uh, so you know the weekender was amazing um and I loved it. So I was a staff writer. So I got to do things I never would have dreamed of. I mean, got to interview people, you know. Um, I mean, Kelly Clarkson, as soon as she was, you know, just off of American Idol and, or not even American Idol, it was after her first album. And she was just on fire. And 
meatloaf. And I mean, just like, it was just like, you know, I mean, I got to interview, you know, the guys from Breaking Benjamin, we got to, you know, I mean, hang out with them, obviously. And, and, uh, you know, Nick Coyle when he was in the drama club, but you know, lifer and I mean, just things that I never imagined I would be able to do, but I was just kind of not sure where it was going to be going for me. I was a staff writer. I would have loved to have been editor. Um, but Alan was editor at the time and I knew that, you know, he, he, he been with the times leader forever. So I was just kind of thinking about where I was going. And so the casino came into town and, um, I was friends with the, um, the vice president of the chamber of commerce at that time. Cause we were all just, so that's when the revitalization of Wilkes-Barre was really big. You know, it was, um, Oh, they had that whole campaign with the bees and everything. And, you know, the downtown was just, um, revitalized. So we were really close. Everybody was really close with the people at the chamber of commerce. I mean, we were all just working kind of together. So we had a lot of connections and, we we were at dinner and she said that she had a meeting with um the CEO of Mohegan and asked if you know I was interested and you know she would she would pass along my resume and I just was like what a, sure I mean I loved the weekender but I was like I'm going to take the shot because at this point it was one of the biggest employers coming to the area sure. and so you know I ended up getting getting a call and, um, interviewing and the person who actually interviewed me is my, my husband. That's how we met. Mm -hmm. I don't know if you knew that. I think I did. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, so, and it was funny because he called and I don't know if you remember, but I had my nose pierced and, um, and so (laughs) Katie, you know, Katie is still like my best friend to this day. She, um, she, I, I, had this interview and I had to take out my nose ring and I'm like, if I don't get this job, I'm not, you know, I'm keeping my nose ring. So we went into the bathroom at the weekender because I was leaving the weekender, go to the interview and coming back. And like, I, the nose piercing, like it, like corkscrewed. So it was like flush to the inside of your nose. So Katie's in the bathroom and she's got her finger up my nose and she's like helping twist and pull out my, my nose ring. Like, I mean, what a friend, like she just right up there. Helped yeah. me get my nose ring out. I went to the interview, came back. We like put it back in and I ended up getting the job, but it was really sad. I mean, I loved the weekender. I, I, I loved it, but I just knew it was an opportunity I couldn't pass up. And it really was like, kind of, I mean, that decision has determined the rest of my life because I met my husband and, you know, now we've lived in four States and have three kids. And so. Happily ever after, right? Well, you know, it's, I mean, oh yes, we're very happy, but you know, it's not like, you know, keeping it real. I mean, obviously it's, you know, there's been a lot, lots of ups and downs, but we're very fortunate and blessed and we've been together for 14 years. So. Yeah, that's great. I mean, marriage is not an easy thing to, to, to navigate for a lot of people. And then you add in uh, job changes, you, you kind of alluded to that, you know, having to mm-hmm. move, um, you add in kids and you add in, you know, 2020 to that. And it's, I, I can't imagine. So, I mean, you got to the Mohegan Sun, met your husband. Um, and what did you do at Mohegan Sun? 
So I worked in human resources. So I got the job as um, their internal communications. So it was in their human resources department. So I was basically like internal PR for the casino. So like all, um, they wanted all communication centralized internally. So I did, you know, I wrote all of the communications that went out to all the employees. And then I also did um, all the employee events, um, employee recognition, stuff like that. I, I was just basically like, I was like the head of the culture, um, just keeping, you know, and then I got into like some hiring and things like that. And then when my husband and I started to date, um, I moved into guest services at the, at the casino. So I, um, we didn't have a guest service department. So we, you know, we created, a, we created the guest service department and started to do an, um, um, set guest satisfaction surveys. So I had, we had like a team where we would call people if people rated us poorly, just how we can make it up, things like that. And so, um, I did that until I, you know, was pregnant with my first child and, um, and then I stayed home and I would come back every once in a while when they had, because there was phases of hiring. So when, you know, um, the, the casino opened and then the table games opened, I would come back and I would do some job fairs and hiring and stuff and just worked on an as needed basis. But I was basically, you know, home with my, my kiddos and I've done right? some, yeah, I mean, it's, it, it, it was definitely an adjustment. I'll tell you because I, I've always worked. Um, I worked all throughout college and, you know, and I, I had a job since I was 15. And so, and then I worked with my husband. So we would, you know, I, I worked at the weekend or we would go out all the time. And then I worked at the casino and we would work until like seven, eight o'clock at night, go and get like a late dinner, you know? And, um, and then all of a sudden I was home, you know, 13 hours a day by myself and it was an adjustment, but it's, it's been amazing and I wouldn't trade it for anything. So. Yeah. I, and if I'm wrong, I apologize, but I think every woman wants to be at stay home, stay at home mom until they're actually a stay at home mom, because it is not uh, the, the joy that you think it is now. Don't be wrong. It's probably amazing, but like it's different. Cause then you're, you're, you're like you said, you're, you go from working for a, a living to like being cooped up in the house all day with a child, yeah. like, you know, maybe initially, especially, uh, is crying and all that kind of stuff. So it's like, maybe this is not what I wanted with my life. Yeah. It's hard. I think I struggled with it a lot. It was an identity shift because you yeah. naturally a lot of, and I think, you know, I'm sure probably a lot of people can relate to this generally, but also this year, it's like you identify yourself a lot of times with what you do. And so you know, when you, when you are, oh, I was this and I was that, and you know, this was my job. And then you're at home. It's just like, you have this shift in identity and you're like, okay, well, you know, what am I now? Yeah. You know? And, and not that, I mean, it's, 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 it's been wonderful. It's, it's been, it's been great, but there is that piece that I've, you know, and I still do miss it. Just like having something, carving something out for myself, you know, right. or, um, you know, and I, I think I still, I still struggle with that, even though I wouldn't change it if, you know, I've been able to be here for everything and my kids, I'm always here with my kids. And even now, like in this pandemic, you know, my kids have, I think they've gone to school 30 days, um, since March 13th. And yeah. so I don't know how parents do it that, uh, I mean, 
don't have the flexibility that we do that I'm just home and I'm able to just be here for when, you know, school's canceled. And yeah, I don't know. <sighs> that was one thing I was like, thankfully, you know, our, our son will be three in a couple of weeks, but like, he's always not like daycare is still open, but it wasn't for like two months. Um, but I mean, how do two parents who have to work, who have children who need to be taught school, how, how do they do it? How, how do they do it? Um, it, yeah, I mean, so many things have come been called into question this year of, you know, and just where our priorities lie too. And it's just, it's, it's been, I mean, I think it's just been difficult for everybody. And, you know, we've moved, we've moved several times and we've, we've, um, you know, had job loss. And so my husband's actually starting his own business right now. Well, he did start it, but it's like in the middle of a pandemic, it's just, it's just, everything is challenging. It's challenging, you know? So. And what's he doing? So, um, okay. So he was at the casino, um, and then we moved to Connecticut, um, where, you know, we moved to, um, Mohegan Sun, Connecticut, and he was, um, their vice president of human resources for a few years. And, um, he left there and it was, you know, it was, it's public knowledge, but they had, he went with Bobby Soper, who was the CEO of Mohegan Sun, Pennsylvania. And, um, there was just some tribal politics and they just did like basically a change of command. And so we went from thinking we were going to be there forever and having ultimate job security in 2017 to just, you know, no idea what we're going to do. So he started his own consulting company and we went down to Florida for a year and we just lived in Florida for a year. Um, we didn't know it was only going to be a year, but we, I, I guess like it was just our year of refreshing and, um, Bobby was down there and they were doing some consulting work together. So, um, you know, we didn't know if there was going to be international travel. It was just a kind of a nice place to park. Um, we were right outside of Miami and Fort Lauderdale. And so, um, we lived down there for a year. And in the meantime, my husband started to consult for a CBD company, um, out of Kentucky. And my husband's from Louisville, Kentucky. That's where we are right now. And, um, he started to help with the company because he has a back, uh, he has a background in industrial organizational psychology. So he like kind of builds businesses, like he, the organizational structure of businesses. And so, um, he started to help with that and it kind of just took off. And so now they have a fully vertical, um, CBD company. It's called applied botanics and they have, um, a line of CBD and then they also have a pet line too. So they have, you know, I mean, I never would have thought we would be in this industry, but I mean, they have this warehouse and it's a huge chemistry lab and they do all the extracting and, you know, all of these really technical things that I have no idea what it means, but basically it's just, you know, CBD is a chemical in the, you know, marijuana plant and it has a lot of great, um, it's been great for people's health. So that's, that's where we're at right now. Yeah, I'm really happy to see uh, the advancements in, you know, that kind of stuff, especially uh, marijuana. I'm hoping that uh, I just, I mean, I'm not a user. Um, I mean, I have in the past. Uh, I'm not good at it. (laughs) I'm not good at it at all. Uh, Plus, I am subject to random drug testing. But um, 
it's cool to see uh, the advancement of that and especially for people's health. So, yeah, it's been really, it's been really interesting. Like I said, we never thought we would be in it and my husband didn't know anything about it. He just started to help them build the business and he's been kind of self-taught and, you know, he is a, he is doing a study right now with um, a biology company in California and um, out of Brown university that's looking at CBD and COVID. Um, and you know, it's, it, we just never would have thought we were, we would be in this position, but it's been really cool. He's been able to be his own boss. Um, you know, and we're, and it's helping people. I mean, he's getting, you know, he has a friend who's, um, son had Tourette's and would have like ticks and, once he started using the CBD, the ticks went away. I mean, just, just the stories are, are, have been awesome. So, um, you know, that's what we're doing. And I hope to, you know, eventually be, you know, help with the business when things change. My, my littlest one went to kindergarten last year and I was going to take some time and then like start helping and then COVID hit in March. And so I've just kind of been, so you had, yeah, you've had a, a hell of a year, you know, with the the new uh, new job for your husband and that that venture. And <clears throat> how how have you guys been able to kind of maneuver through, um, you know, the year twenty twenty? I mean, as a parent, um, there's so much uncertainty. Like, how do you how do you deal with that? And you have three kids. I mean, like, yeah. I'm a nervous like a nervous wreck with one. Like, and and again, like he's a certain age where he's not really, he's not in school. He's not in, you know, grade school. So it's, it's a little different in that sense, but like, and he's so young, he'll, he'll, he won't remember this moment and hopefully things get better where he's not really affected by it. But like you have kids that know what's going on. Like they're going mm-hmm. to school in masks, masks or, or, you know, just dealing with things that they they'll remember forever. Like how do you navigate that? You know, I mean, I try to be as truthful with my kids as I can and the appropriate truthfulness for their age. You know, I don't want to give them too much that they can't handle, but I've always just tried to tell them the truth in a way that is transparent and what they can handle, but won't scare them. And so, you know, we've just, we've just been very frank about what's going on. And, you know, uh, if anything, I just want there to be communication between my, uh, my kids and I, I want them to be able to tell me things. I don't want them to not be able to. So I just try to be pretty open with that, but like, yeah, it's been difficult. I mean, we've seen, we've seen different things. I mean, I have a 13 year old girl who is just, I mean, super social. I mean, I think I have to say that she has probably fared with it the best because of social media, you know, social media is like a double-edged sword. It's, terrible in so many ways, but then it's been, she's been able to connect with her friends, you know, because they text all the time, they're on TikTok, they're on Snapchat, you know, it could be really terrible when there's being left out because, you know, where we didn't have to deal with it. And I don't know if guys had to deal with this as much, but like, if you were left out when we were younger, you usually didn't really know about it. Now you have to like live someone's entire night through stories and snaps and everything. So it's, it's, it's hard in that part, but she's been dealing fairly well, but my, my 10 year old and my seven year old, you know, they've had a little bit of a harder time because they're just obviously a little bit more isolated and secluded. And so we've just had to keep a, 
keep an eye on those things, but it's difficult. I mean, it's just, it's just everyday parenting is really difficult. And the, you know, the problems, you know, just progress. It's just each phase has its own little things. And I think that's just the hardest thing in life is just, you know, I will be successful if my kids grow up and they're, you know, happy and well-adjusted. And by happy, I mean, you know, we all have our, we all have our difficulties, but just overall able to deal with life, you know, independently and able to take things on, you know? So. Yeah. I mean, I think being a teenage girl in a normal world is probably (laughs) difficult. You know, add add all this to it, you know? I I know. I I mean, like you Good. No, I was like, just, I mean, think about if we had the social media when we were the weekender, I mean, yeah, I mean, I probably would have been fired earlier. (laughs) Yeah. I would have been fired because I probably would have, you know, at that young age, I probably would have mouthed off, you know, back to somebody. Right. Yeah. 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 I mean, it's just, it's a different world and it happens so quick too. It happens so quick. It's like you blink and it's like. I know. I know. I can't believe your son's three already. He is just absolutely adorable. Yeah, he's. I have to start keeping a notebook in my pocket because he's saying stuff now that just it just cracks me up, and I can't remember. Oh, you have to write it down because yeah. there are so many things that I wish I had written down and that I didn't. And I know, fortunately, I have video, and it's some of it is so stinking hilarious. But you have to write it down because it's those years are just so precious. They really, they really are. I like. I have. I probably have five more kids, but <laughs> you know. Are you done? Sanity, I can't. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. We're, we're, yeah. <laughs> Not we're, that I want to get done. into that. I'm sorry for even asking. No, 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 no. It's no, but I just, I just love that whole. I love, I love the baby face. Some people don't like the baby face, but I just, I just loved it. So. And you had, you had kids fairly early. And I mean, I say early because, um, <sighs> yeah. I guess for our generation, it was kind of, am I wrong in saying that early? No, I was 24. I was 24. Okay, early, yeah. That was hard. That was hard because yeah. all of my friends were still in the party scene and I was at home with a newborn. Um, mm-hmm. Like I said, I, you know, I love my, I love my husband. We, we fell head over heels and everything just happened super quick for us. And I wouldn't change our story at all. But it was like, I was just all of a sudden I was out partying and, you know, having a great time living this like, you know, a 24 year old life. life. Yeah. And yeah. then all of a sudden I'm, I have a baby and, um, it was really hard. You know, I'd have friends call me and they'd be like, what are you doing? And I'm like, Oh, I'm feeding the baby. They're like, well, weren't you just feeding the baby? I'm like, yeah, babies need to eat like every two hours. And you know, yeah. and it was just hard. And that was the dawn of Facebook too. So I remember even seeing like pictures and, you know, just, and it, it was, it was, it was, it was rough, but then now I'm reaping the rewards of it because I have, you know, a third, I mean, my kids are like really self-sufficient, you know, like I, they yeah. can get up and pour themselves a bowl of cereal and, you know, let us sleep in. And, you know, I had a friend in Connecticut who was like, if you, if your kid can throw up in the toilet by themselves without missing, like you've like, you're over the hump. You made it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Let me, let me know when you're there. Cause it's like, it's a, it's an aha moment. <laughs> yeah. I mean, 
you know, looking back, I'm, I just turned 38. Uh, so he'll be three. So I was 35 when he was born. And, you know, we, we had him later in our lives because my wife was in school forever because she's super smart and decided she wanted to be like a doctor. She's a pharmacist. She wanted, is, she's a pharmacist. She a pharm- yeah. But, you know, so she wanted to be a doctor initially. Um, well, first it was pharmacist, then doctor, then back to pharmacist. But like it was four years of undergrad. Then it was, um, I want to be a pharmacist, but she's like, in case I don't get into pharmacy school, I'll go for like a year towards my master's. So that's four, that's five, one year towards master's and she got into pharmacy school. So it was f- nine years total. So that was the main reason. But I mean, you know, we, we had, and she's four years younger than me. So we had, it was, it was nice because she was still young. I met her when I was 25. I wasn't ready to stop partying yet. And she just started partying. So it was, it was a perfect, we grew up together in a, in a perfect way and I wouldn't change anything for the world. But, um, you know, thinking about now, like, you know, when my son is, 16 i'll be however old i'll be but like old you know like right right now i, I bend over and my knee hurts so it's like yeah I, you know we had that and i mean honestly i was in the mindset of if we have kids we have kids if not that's cool too and then he was born i was like wow i wish i did this a long time ago because like well, I should say after after the first three months, I was like, "Wow, this is amazing!" <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the first three months. I don't know about you, but it was for me. It was oh, it was it was bad. Oh yeah, uh, it's a shock to your system. Yeah, and it's like, why did why did we do this again? This is not mm-hmm. what I signed up for. This kid doesn't. Sleep. Yeah, yep. Um, yeah, um, I have to say, I've just loved watching you become a father on Facebook because you just. I mean, there's been so many times where you've written something and it's just like choked me up. You could just like see just the love that you have. And it's just really, I don't know, when you grow up with people and, you know, when you see them at at a stage in their life where they're just super happy and killing it and then have this beautiful family, it's just really, it's really cool. And, you know, I just, you're a little boy and your wife, they're just, you have a beautiful family. So it's been really, really, really cool. Really cool to see. Yeah, I don't know what I did to, to deserve all this, um, but uh, I'm not going to ask questions because I am definitely uh, blessed beyond uh, what I ever thought was possible. Um, but this is this is awesome. I, I I'm so happy for you and and you know your happiness and it, it's kind of cool because I I feel like I don't know that I've ever felt this way. Definitely not towards you or people that I'm friends with. But you see people and you're like. Ugh maybe it's jealousy, but like you kind of, when you, especially when you're young, right. You, you know, you're very competitive and you're kind of like, you know, I want that for me or they don't deserve that. And like, I'm at an age now where I'm just like, I'm so happy seeing people happy. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was part of a wedding uh, business a few years ago and I've kind of like gotten back into that. <sighs> I, I, I can't talk about it too much, but um, I, I just like seeing people happy. Like, I'll cry out of happiness, but seeing other people happy. And it just, it's, it's a cool place uh, in life when you get to that point where like you can just be happy for other people because you're happy with your own life. It's just. Yeah. Yeah. And it it is. It's, and that's one thing too. Like I'm so grateful for, you know, Facebook and social media because having moved as much as we have and been out of the area um, I, you know, I just don't get to, I don't get to see people. And especially when I come home, it's just like to try to see everybody. It's just, 
so hard. And, um, it's so funny last year though, um, we had a surprise party for my husband at Rodano's and then, so we wanted to go out after. Oh, (laughs) (laughs) so, Oh, it's so much has changed there. I mean, and I just have such a soft spot. I'm actually, this will be the first time in my life. I won't be in Pennsylvania for Christmas, like not Christmas day, but just even to visit I've come home or I've been there for all 37 years. So it's, it's really, it's really, really sad and bittersweet, but, um, but uh, you know, it's just, it will always be home and, you know, people could say whatever they want about Wilkes-Barre, Pennsylvania, but like, you know, it's just, it's home. And you, I don't know if you, I mean, I think people appreciate it, but like when you leave, it's just, I don't know. There's just something, it's just going back. is just so nice. So um, but we went, we went, we we're like, okay, where should we go? And I had no idea where we had no idea where to go. And we wanted to go within walking distance. So we went to like, I don't know, there was a, there's a bar right next to Rodano's now. They're like, actually, yeah. And yeah. then there's like one right next to it too. Like they're like, you can go to the other side of it. Is that like, it's like two bars in one sort of. Um, oh, what year was this? This was last year. It was oh, like it had to been Franklin's then, yeah. Because oh, okay. Franklin's oh, so and maybe then... it was attached. It's attached to Rodano's then. Yeah. Right. Yep. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So we went to Franklin's and then we wanted to leave there. So we went over to, and I don't even know what it's called now, <laughs> but we went over to what was the elbow room. <laughs> the elbow. Um, oh, um, it was Gondas. Remember, it was Gondas. 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 Yeah. Yes. So it's been Vesuvio's for Vesuvio's. It was Vesuvio's. A long yeah. time now. Yeah. Yeah. So we went over there and, um, we had like a, it was, it was, it was a really fun night out, but, um, but like you just, I just going in there, I just remember being in college and going over to Gonda's and getting like a hoagie or, you know, like, uh, and just being on that campus and you just look around you're like, how in the world did 15 years go by? And like, it's just, it's just like, it's a blink. And I'm like, I, I, feel like I should still be a student here, but you know, <laughs> is there anything, <laughs> is there anything that you, you know, whether it was college or the weekend or was there, is there anything that you would do over again, given the chance? Yeah. Well, you know, I have interest now that I didn't have then. And I think that's, what's so hard is, you know, when you're, 18 making a life decision about what you want to do for the rest of your life. You know, I wish I just had more knowledge about the things that were out there to do. I'm super into, um, I love true crime and forensics and, um, you know, I think I would have maybe like wanted to do something like that or, you know, King's had a, a fantastic physician's assistant program, which, you know, I know, you know, because, Dave Ermack is, you know, one of your close friends and he was, you know, he went through it and it was just like, I just wish I had more knowledge about the things that were available out there to do because, and like, I mean, you know, hindsight's 2020, but it's like, I didn't know then that I would have these interests, but I just wish I I was a little bit more informed of the things that I could do, you know? And And I don't know if that's like our fault or if it's like, maybe it's half of our fault and it's half of our guidance counselor's fault because like I look back and I mean, I went to, I I took the path that I took because I knew that I wanted to be involved in music. 
And mm-hmm. I think I got lucky um, with the weekender because it was arts and entertainment. And, you know, obviously music is, is, is a part of that, but like, I don't remember having a lot of guidance as far as like, um, you know, you need to do X, Y, and Z if you want to get, you know, to point A. I, I don't, it's weird. I, I totally agree with you. I don't think there was a lot of guidance. I remember actually going to like somebody at Kings and taking a quiz about my interests after I had already declared a major and I was like looking for like internships or something. It was just way, you know, like way after the fact. And so, I mean, that's the only thing. And I've, I've just thought about now as my kids are getting older, like the things that I would like to do. And I don't know what that would be. And I always, I always kind of sell myself a little bit short and you know, I'm like, Oh, I, you know, maybe I'll go back to school for this. And I'm like, I can't go back to school now. And my husband will be like, why not? You know, like what, you know, and I guess it just overwhelms me a little bit, the thought of it. And, you know, but so that's kind of where I'm at right now. I'm just, you know, I'm getting to this point where my kids don't need me as much. They still do, but they don't need me as much. And so I want to, you know, I want to be there for them, but I would also like to, you know, figure out something for me. And so, and I would love to do some of the things I'm interested in, but, but we'll see. And that's, I, I listen to podcasts all the time. And so when I found out you were doing a podcast, uh, I was just so excited. I was about three quarters of the way through your, um, your first, first podcast too. Uh, I love that. Like it was like almost two hours, which is fantastic because I, I like long podcasts. (laughs) It was, it was much longer than I had thought it would be. But like, again, like the goal for this was just to kind of, you know, whatever happens, happens. Um, I didn't want to set a time limit because I didn't want to feel rushed. Um, I just kind of wanted to see where, where it went. And, you know, it was like, I blinked and it was two and a half hours on the call. Jesus. I mean, people's attention span are not that, that, uh, that good these days and i mean especially like what we're doing here me and you i I would assume that probably only you know katie and janelle and rachel would probably be the only ones that listen to these so yeah this is this is more for me um yeah and i mean i hope you guys enjoy it too i mean it's definitely something that i wanted to have a documentation of um and i told my wife probably four years ago that i wanted to do a podcast and for no other reason other than to have like this documentation. And I just wanted to like interview my friends. And just so when I'm 80 years old, I could say, you know, Amanda, get my tapes. <laughs> so yeah. Like, you know, put the headphones on and remember the, uh, the times I don't remember. Yeah. Um, so this is cool. I mean, it is cool. I, I told my kids that I was going to be on a podcast and they were like, what? Like, they were like, mom, are you like legit or what? Or, you know, just tell them there. like, I have like a million uh, listeners. <laughs> they don't know. They're like, what are you going to talk about? I'm like, come on, you know, give me at least some credit. I mean, yeah. you know, it's already been an hour. So yeah. Yeah. It has been an hour. Look at that. Yeah. Um, but no, it's, it's been awesome listening to the first podcast and you just have such a, a, a niche in the, um, you know, music scene and you've helped the local music scene so much. It's, it's just crazy. I mean, you know, I I mean, you know, everybody and everybody knows you and like, even the things you're doing to help promote right now with, you know, I mean, people are just suffering with being, everything's closed and, you know, um, well, it's, it's, you know, for me, it was, it was twofold. 
with the shirts of the scene. I know that's what you're kind of referencing. Um, my my radio show was put on hiatus. Um, that's fine. Which is so yeah. I'm I it's listened fine. to that and I yeah I was like Christmas music like okay but okay yeah um you know it's 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 their it's their radio stations their money you know the name of the building so yeah i was never mad i was never mad at all i was just kind of like man you know but like in the same sense like i'm not stupid like i knew the day was going to come eventually because that's just what happens in radio i just didn't know it was going to happen that soon but Mm -hmm. you know i would so so selfishly i was like you know what i feel like i need the local scene more than they need me like I like, who am I? You, you, you talked before about having a, an identity. Like, I, I, it happened, and like, I still, I still have a job. I, I, my primary job is sales. I, I did the radio show as just a passion thing. I never got paid for it. Um, but so I, I didn't get fired. But like emotionally, I felt like I was fired. Right? Yeah. So I was like, man, like, who am I? Like, and I always say, like, I hosted a show on Saturday nights at nine o'clock on a local radio station in northeastern Pennsylvania. Not setting the world on fire, but that gave me a sense of purpose. And so when it ended, I was like, well, who am I? What do I do? Like, how, how, how do I continue being what I've, what I've been for? I mean, it was three and a half years on the radio, but, you know, this goes back to 04 when I was, you know, started at the Weekender. So I was like, man, like, the, the industry in general has been crushed. And the bands especially, they've, they haven't been able to play shows. If they're not playing shows. They're, they're not making money. If they're not playing shows, they're not selling merch. And I was like, Axel Rat had this great idea back in like April, May, June to help local businesses. What if I just stole the idea and just made it, you know, focused on bands. And I asked their permission. I, I needed their help anyways to print the shirts. And they're like, yeah, love it. Let's do it. And shirts for the scene was born. And, you know, it's funny because, when you host benefits and you know, I'm sure you were part of many. I mean, we talked about the one with breaking Benjamin for the hurricane Katrina. Whenever you do benefits or charity events, you're always like, all right, who's, who can we get to play the show? So that way people come and, and, and donate money and you always use the bands. Right. But we've never, we've never given back to the bands for all their help that they've given over the years. It's so I true. felt like this was a way for us to, to kind of, you know, help them. And, you know, it's a, it's a Terrible time of year. Unfortunately, the entire world is going through what um, you know they're going through. But I guess any little bit helps. Yeah, yeah. So. And like even going back to you know you losing your radio show. I mean, it's just kind of crazy the way things work out. Because had that not happened, maybe you wouldn't have done this. And you know, podcast podcasts are just you know, it's just, it's such, I, I have actually thought about, I would love to do, I mean, I don't know what I would do, but do I just, I think it's so cool. And the fact do that it. like, you know, and that's the thing I admire about you. You're just like, you're like this happened. You're like, all right, I'm going to start a podcast, you know, and we're like people talk and then you're doing it. And I just think it's really cool. And when you messaged me and was like, would you be interested? I was like, you want to talk to me? Like I, I sometimes feel like my blip on the weekender was so short that like, you know, like, I'm like, I wonder if people even remember I work there, you know? So it, it meant a lot to me when you it, reached out again, I'm going to, I'm going to be, I'll be selfish in this and, and say, I don't care. <laughs> I mean, if, if someone listens to this and, and says, Oh, that, that's cool. Like, 
and they're introduced to you, that's that's great too. But like, I just think it's a, a good documentation to have, and it's it's selfishly it's for me too because I, I hadn't seen you for probably fourteen years or mm-hmm. or longer since you left. I mean, obviously you said like you know we have Facebook, which is great, and I can we can kind of see a glimpse into each other's lives, but outside that i mean this is the longest conversation we've had in 14 years so i just thought it was a great way for uh all of us to reconnect and i hope you know that you know people like rachel Pugh will listen to this and kind of be reminded of of your time there and you know or whoever else was there like just i just hope oh, yeah and i was like maybe maybe we should do like a whole like and maybe this will be like the grand finale where like we all jump on one of these calls and kind of like i think that'd be out. really cool maybe that might be and i just thought of that now but i, I kind of wanted to get a one-on-one with everybody that you know yeah was once there just to and hopefully I, 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 do you I'd have like, everybody do you have everybody like you like yeah it? i mean damien damien agreed to do it uh you know rachel's in um i think joe student is going to do it christy uh, greer christy greer was going to be my first my first um guest only because yeah. i was like all right well christy gave me the internship that started it all like let's start with her but I got a sense that she was getting cold feet. So I'm like, I got to, I got to get this on the, get, get going on this. So I was like, all right, well, I'll reach out to Leslie. Meanwhile, the reason why I hadn't heard back from Christy was because she was digging in like bins of old weekenders, just doing some research. <laughs> oh, naturally. She, 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 texted, yeah, she texted last night. I'm like, oh, you know what? Full transparency. Um, I kind of moved on from you as the first guest, but uh, I'm glad you're going to be prepared. Uh, <laughs> well, you could edit this and have still have her as the first guest, and no, no, you know no. nobody will know the nobody no. will know the difference. She'll, but she's prepared now, so she's ready. And how about Katie and Janelle? Are they um? Are Katie's they on board in, too? Did I? I don't know if did Janelle respond to me. I don't think she responded to me. Janelle's no. one of my favorite um, stories. Do you remember when oh. the ad copy got messed up? And I forget what business it was for, but. It was supposed to be specializing in Northeast PA's best um, uh, home fries. Oh home fries, and it was it was home fires. Home fires, yeah, that's a terrible <laughs> ad. <laughs> oh, I mean, I mean, like back then, we like just laughed, oh, laughed. She was like, she was the best for a good laugh. Yeah. Oh, looking back at this now, like, I did message her. She read it, didn't respond. <laughs> Janelle, if you're listening, I'm calling you out right now. Janelle, you need to respond. You need to come on. We need to hear some of the some of the funny stories because oh, she was. I remember her walking out, of, walking out of the bathroom with uh, toilet paper on her feet. I remember we, uh, me and Tiffany, um, the office was big when we were at, at that time of our lives. We hid her phone in the uh, the ceiling. Oh yeah. Uh, Oh yeah, we had a, we had a blast. We had so much. I mean, remember when like Damien painted the Weekender wall? We were just got like we had such autonomy to do. You know, I mean, yeah, it was, it was just crazy. It, you know, and there was a lot of change there too. There, the, the, you know, we went from like Knight Ritter to I don't know who who bought the Times Leader after that. I can't remember, but you know, but it just it just always kind of maintained and. Yep. Yeah, it's I sad. Know. I know that that weekender wall has definitely been covered up. It has. Absolutely. Yeah. It was so sure. well I mean, done. It was yeah. so. Damien did a great job. You know what's yeah. funny too? Like, and I'm not going to talk shit on them, but like, I, f- I almost feel 
like I shouldn't be giving them this much um, promotion, so to speak, because I mean, it's not the weekender I think still exists online. So it hasn't printed, it stopped printing before the pandemic. And I think it was going to happen regardless, but the pandemic kind of escalated that timeline. Um, and I think they just kind of steal stories from the TL and put it on the weekender website. So it's like mm-hmm. updated that way, but like, it's not like there's not dedicated columnists, like, you know, like w- with you there, you know, I remember back in the day we would like plan out the cover each week and we would like get local people involved in it and like do, do cover shoots and things like that. Yeah. That's long gone. That's been, that's been long gone. It's probably been probably been five years since that's actually happened. Um, so I hate to even talk about them to give them more like publicity. But mm-hmm. I mean, in the same sense, like I wouldn't be where I am if it wasn't for that paper. Yeah. Um, it's sad to see what happened to it. And it's, it's, I mean, it's a lot of things. It's the internet, it's ownership. It's yeah. You know, it is what it is. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of one of those things that just gets swallowed up with time and technology and just, you know, like, I mean, who would have ever, you know, like, but it was it. I mean, you looked the Tuesdays, you looked and I mean, you remember people would be calling, you know, um, arena bar girl would be like, I didn't get my, you know, my delivery. (laughs) You remember, you know, like people were like, if they didn't get it for their restaurant, they were freaking out. out because that's what people walked in. They're like, where's the weekender? I mean, it was, that was it. So you know, I mean, I, I hope to have Jim McDonald on, who was the founder of the Weekender. That'd be cool. Yeah, that would be awesome. He actually just re- uh, responded to my friend request on Facebook, so like we're best friends now. And uh, yeah, Sweet. we'll see what happens. <laughs> awesome, awesome. Yeah. yeah. Well, thanks for doing this. It's been awesome to catch up with you. Um, it's, it's been awesome for me too. This is really cool and i'm just so happy for you i can't wait to listen i'm a podcast junkie so i'm you know you've got a follower in me sweet spotify apple Stitcher. i think it's on amazon now i forget i'm on a i'm a i'm a spotify girl that's like totally my jam so i was a big uh apple guy but then joe rogan went exclusive to spotify so I know. I love Joe Rogan. I know you love Joe Rogan too. I'm I'm not as big a fan of as you are, but um, but he, you know, I mean, that's I'm a, just I love podcasts. Oh that's yeah, a, that's a Joe Rogan bust that I would hide I, my wife. Yeah, your wife got that for you. She did. It was it was a birthday present uh, one year, oh, and it's I, probably I her like biggest regret. <laughs> yeah, so I dress I dress him up in like holiday stuff now, like. He's in, he's in the bar right now, but well, when uh, if she first bought it for me, I would like put it throughout the house and she hates it. It's a natural progression. I mean, it's like, you know, who knows? You could be the next Joe Rogan. You know, if I could be one. like, if I could be any PA's Joe Rogan, that would be fine with me. Not that I, I want to limit myself to be any, you know, just any PA, especially on a, on a digital platform. But I mean, my goal with this is to provide people with like, you know, a place to, you know, for entertainment discovery. Um, you know, I, I talk about, um, you know, people going through things. I did sober October and people reached out to me saying, Hey, Hey, um, you know, I'm so proud of you for what you're doing. Like you've inspired me to also, you know, attempt it. Or I had people reach out to me who thought I had a legitimate problem. (laughs) 
<laughs> saying, Hey man, I, you know, you can do it. Don't give up. Like, I'm like, I don't really have a problem. Like I'm just a, a weird fan of Joe Rogan and he does sober October. So yeah, that's, that's what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. But it was cool to see um, people kind of come out of the woodworks and, you know, be supportive and, and things like that. And I think I keep saying this uh, and everything I talk about now and anymore, but like, I feel like there's moments or, or, or certain things that happen in people's lives where they're, they're made to feel like they should be embarrassed of those things. Um, mm-hmm. For, I mean, for instance, um, my wife and I, we've had three, we've experienced three losses in the past year uh, trying to have a second child. So, yeah, I, I actually just listened to that on your podcast. I'm so sorry. I didn't I didn't know that. Yeah, I mean it's so it's again going to what you just said, you didn't know that. Like it's it's not supposed it not that it's not Yeah, no. There's it's, it's, there's a stigma. Like yeah, we've been yeah, people don't talk like, about it. Yeah, it's don't talk about it. Like and obviously it's much different um for a female than it is a male. Like this third time was crushing to both of us i mean i don't want to say i I shook the first two off because that's not the right term but i which i did my best to be strong for her and 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 move things forward but like this third time was like for both of us it was just an absolute nightmare um Mm -hmm. but that's not what i want to get into um i just i want people to be able to if they hear something like that being talked about, feel that they, they can open up and talk to other people about it because it shouldn't be kept a secret. It sh- you shouldn't be made to feel like you're alone I in totally that moment. Agree. And, you yeah. know, we're not going to move those, those things forward by not talking about it. So like, yeah. And you'd have no idea the things that you talk about who that's going to affect. And there's so many people, you know, like I know that infant loss awareness day has become you know, it's an actual day now. And I have so many friends who have posted that they've lost children and, you know, and it's just, and I have a friend who lost baby very right before um, she was due. And one of the biggest things is she's just like, I want my child to be remembered. You know, she was, she was real. And you know, she's called by name. And so it's just, but it's these things that like, yeah, for so long people just didn't talk about. And so they suffer alone. And I yeah, totally agree with you. And if, if, they, if this gives you any sort of like platform for people to like, just talk about the things that are going on, it's just awesome. You have no idea the amount of people you're going to affect, even just opening up and saying that I had no clue, you know, and I just, I just listened to that. And it's just like, wow, you know, like, I'm glad I knew that. And, you know, like your wife shouldn't have to go through that alone or the two of you together, you know? Yeah. It's. It, it's, it's definitely something that you don't ever think about, obviously, you know, you never, yeah. it's not something you ever think about. I mean, we had, you know, Lincoln was, there was no issue. No, right. it was, it was, yep. it was almost a perfect pregnancy. Like it, I just can't imagine people going through that and and not having anyone to talk to or, yeah. or anything like that. It's just it's it's not a it's not a situation that I would wish on anybody. You know, and I think that's a reason that podcasts are have become as you know 
popular as they are because we all just need this like form of communication, whether or not we're just listening. It's just, we feel this like connection, you know, like there's so many, you know, whatever your genre of podcast is, it's just like, there's communities built around it. And it's just like, if you literally want to listen to something, you can just cue it up and you could, you know, like self-help or anything, you know, religious, anything you could just, and you're there and you're, you are able to, and you might not be connecting one-on-one, but you're at least hearing from somebody who is going through it and you can relate, you know? And I think that's been a huge thing in this whole nine months of, you know, where we've been more isolated is just all the avenues we have to connect with other people. And even the fact that we're doing this, had there, you know, had there been a pandemic, we probably wouldn't have caught up and like been like hanging out on a Monday night, you know, like just talking. It's just, you know, there's blessings and, in all the little things, but I just, you know, definitely this platform, you know, that you have is just going to open up a lot of doors and a lot of lines of communication. So it's really cool. I hope so. It's cool. It's really, really cool. I'm so excited for you. I'm so glad I got to be your first guest. Hopefully everybody else doesn't show me up, you know, but I know like, I mean, you're going to have pretty high. You're going to have so much fun with everybody. I can't wait to listen and just relive some of these some of these stories. So I can't wait either. I mean, yeah. I haven't talked to Damien since he left. I mean, like, Oh, I know me too. When I say talk I, like, you know, a, a occasional Facebook message, but like, that's, that's it. And he was so, he was such a riot. Like, Oh, yeah. I love Damien. Yeah. I mean, we were so close. It's, it makes me sad. I wish we, we stayed connected more, you know, but um, I mean, it's life, it's but it's just it's all hard. fond it's, memories, you know? So hard. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah. Thank you so much for doing this. Uh, you know, tell your husband I said hello. Uh, I will. And best of luck uh, in his, you know, uh, new business. That's awesome. Good for him. Thank you. Um, and thank you so much for having me. I just think oh. this is really cool. I'm just so happy for you, and you know, most importantly, I'm just happy of your, you know, beautiful life. Your your wife and Lincoln. He's just adorable, and you're just killing it. So just keep doing what you're doing. Thank you. Thank you. And yeah. And, th- and thanks for having me. Yeah. I will uh, let you know when this uh, goes up. Yeah, definitely. Okay. Awesome. Leslie, thanks All so right. much again. All right. Talk to you soon, John. All right. See ya. All right. Bye. All right. We're done. Recording. Oh, we're still recording. Are we're we still done? recording. Stop recording. <laughs> <laughs>